Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Total Information AM with Tom Ackerman. I'm Megan Lynch. Missouri lawmakers returned to the state capitol this week for the start of the 2024 legislative session. Let's look at what's likely to be on the agenda in Jefferson City. In studio with us, Steve Rogers, St. Louis University political science professor. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Megan. Let's start off with the sports betting bill that failed last year. Just recently, we were speaking um, with the Cardinals. Of course, pro sports teams have launched an effort to try to put this before voters this year. But when it comes to what might happen in the legislature, how big of a battle would you expect on this issue again? I expect there to be a fairly considerable debate kind of regarding this issue again, um, because here, if the issue goes to the voters via initiative petition, then the legislature itself won't necessarily be able to control the, like what's going to be in the policy. And additionally, there has been some resistance within the legislature in terms of like amending our constitution or doing, say, these initiative petitions. Like, for example, with the recent cannabis laws, and there's been a lot of resistance. Like, well, now we have all this policy making kind of within the constitution. That isn't really how we were designed. And so here, Missouri legislature, Missouri legislature may want to kind of like, here, we want these particular policies. And again, I kind of expect the dispute to be kind of over these, like, not just the sports betting, but say the video lotteries or in, the, say, the bars, uh, say in bars, gas stations and all of that. And so here I'm saying video lotteries. It's like these poker machines or these little games that you can kind of play at the bar. Um, and then here, the casino lobby is very opposed to these video lotteries kind of being implemented because this is a very big source of revenue for them. Uh, so here I expect, again, there's probably going to be a considerable debate, very likely in the Missouri Senate, kind of regarding this issue. Um, but here we can actually kind of look a little bit at, say, polling data. And actually, to my own surprise, like I am a sports fan. I have one more week in fantasy football and I'm only up by like 15 points. But in this, um, we actually when the SLU YouGov poll I'm a director of. Um, we did some polling on this last year, and we only we found that only about 35 percent of Missouri likely voters are actually in favor of betting on professional and collegiate sports in the state of Missouri. Another poll done by Missouri Scout only found that about 26 percent of Missourians are in favor of this. Wow. And so then here's that. Yeah, I, I was actually also surprised because, I mean, I am I'm in four fantasy football leagues. Please don't arrest me. But in this um, I was a little bit surprised. But a reporter once pointed out to me that actually this is mainly opposition kind of happening in the more rural areas in Missouri. And so this is what our polling data actually reflects as well. And so in here, the thought is like right now, all of us are about like a earshot away from Bush Stadium. So we're in St. Louis. And so a lot of rural voters may be kind of thinking, it's like, well, this is another thing that Kansas City or St. Louis is getting. It's not necessarily something that's going to benefit me as much. And so at least that was a little bit surprising to me. And it'll be interesting as the Cardinals and the Chiefs and the Blues for example, put money behind this petition if it hits the ballot, um, whether public opinion will change. But at least right now, polling data indicates that Missourians aren't as enthusiastic about sports betting as maybe many in St. Louis may believe. Wow, that's interesting because, you know, you talk about Denny Hoskins Mm -hmm. and everybody seems to think that he's the one holding it up. But 
that may be true, but you also have those numbers, which are surprising. Do you think generally that happens in this state where you have St. Louis and Kansas City and then a big space in between Columbia, notwithstanding, people saying, well, what about me? They get all this stuff in the cities and, and that doesn't affect me, uh, the landowner in rural Missouri. No, I think that does happen. Um, so here, to put my political scientist hat on, um, Kathy Kramer at the University of Wisconsin-Madison did an excellent book um, kind of comparing in Wisconsin in this context, in which a lot of rural voters in Wisconsin were kind of upset with Milwaukee. And then here, we can kind of think about the same kind of context we think about the boot heel versus St. Louis, in which is like, look, St. Louis is getting all these fancy things. Like, So again, down the street in the other way, we have like the what was the Edward Jones Dome, which was a largely kind of finance stadium. Um, by the state government. Kansas City is now seeking their own, say, stadiums. And so voters in the rural areas may kind of see these things and be like, wait, we're doing all these things for the cities and the more urban areas and the rural voters may potentially feel a little bit more left out. So Kathy Kramer kind of characterizes this as an idea of rural resentment. Um, And then here she did this back in the Governor Scott Walker era. Um, She wrote this book. And I think some of these lessons can also apply to the great state of Missouri. You mentioned initiative petitions, and we're already hearing lawmakers have promised to introduce legislation again this year that would make it harder to pass constitutional amendments like the marijuana uh, provision. So, you know, I'm, I'm wondering how much traction this kind of legislation might be able to gain this year. Uh, so I expect it to gain a fair amount of traction. So here in December, I believe the Republican legislators had like a caucus and they kind of came out as caucus talking to the media saying um, this is one of their highest pri- higher priorities. And it makes a lot of sense why it is one of their higher priorities. Because here in 2024, we already talked about sports betting, but then there's also going to be the abortion issue by very likely hitting an initiative petition. And here, if we again kind of look at other states, um, particularly Ohio, um, we can kind of see the importance of these initiative petitions, particularly the thresholds that they set. Uh, so maybe unfamiliar listeners, what we're kind of talking about is that the Missouri legislature and other legislatures have kind of considered – What percentage of voters do you need in order to, say, amend the state constitution or pass a law via voters? And so here currently in Missouri, it's about it's 50 percent. But if we kind of look to Ohio, what they have is they also currently have a 50 percent threshold. But the like the more conservative, uh, say, section of voters uh, try to change this threshold to 60 percent. They failed doing so. And then later on, when they had an initiative petition on abortion, they had 57 percent of voters kind of support the idea that's like, OK, we're going to re- reduce restrictions on abortion. And so here, if that threshold was a little bit different, if it was at 60, that would not have passed. Meanwhile, being at 50, it did pass. And so here in Missouri, we are maybe facing, say, similar issues, whether it be sports betting or abortion. And right now, the threshold is only at, say, 50 percent. The legislature last session, at least the state house, passed a bill making the like proposing the threshold be 57 percent. Um, but here, again, if we kind of turn to polling data from the SLU YouGov poll, we found that at least 55 percent of voters want to increase the threshold to at least 60 percent. And so I'm right here. I'm collapsing categories where we had 60 percent or higher, 66 percent or higher. But at least 55 percent of Missouri likely voters did want to increase this, this threshold. Now, there are other issues on the table that us uh, Predominantly Republicans are kind of proposing whether how many signatures you have from certain congressional districts. Um, But given, say, these past 
admittedly probably more liberal laws, whether it be marijuana and now potentially abortion, that may be hitting the ballot. The Republicans in the legislature may be like, we want to change the rules a little bit to make it a little bit harder to get some of these things through. We had Brad Pollitt on last week, the state representative from Sedalia, and he told us that he's sponsoring a bill again. He's trying to push this through to allow open enrollment for students to go to a neighboring district. What do we know about that? Could it pass this time? Uh, So I do not know if it's necessarily going to pass this time. And so here, uh, Pollitt, I believe, has had bills in the past three sessions where they've all passed the House and then they did not go anywhere within the Senate. And so in here, last session, Pollitt's bill did pass the House, but it passed with 82 votes, which is the bare minimum that it kind of needed. And then here there was discussion within the Senate. Um, however, here the Senate is a lot of times in Missouri legislature, the place where bills go to die. Um, here also in the last session, it was one of the least productive or least number of bills sent to the governor's desk in the last 30 years, excluding, um, say, the COVID session. And then here with a lot of legislators kind of campaigning, they may not get this attention. But I do believe that Pollitt's bill probably will get consideration within the legislature. And then here, if we again, once again, kind of turn to polling data, in 2022, when we polled on this issue, about 61% of Missouri voters did believe that students should be able to attend schools outside of their district. Now, for clarity, Pollitt's bill includes other criteria, such as last session, I believe it was like $80 million allocated to transportation or special school districts. And so the question that we're asking on this League of Poll is not exactly Pollitt's bill, but there does seem to be support for open enrollment within, say, the Missouri, uh, which the, the Missouri electorate. Um, and then here, so I bet it's going to get consideration. Um, but at least if passed as prologue, we may run into difficulties again within the Senate. It sounds as well, based on some stories that our Debbie Monterey had this morning, um, that we are looking at a number of bills being filed um, to address some LGBTQ issues mm-hmm. as well. So that sounds like that's going to be at the top of the agenda. No, so I wouldn't be surprised as well if we see more LGBTQ issues. And so in the in earlier sessions, we kind of saw bills about, say, gender-affirming care and whether or not transgendered minors can get, um, say, medical care. And then here, I believe Doug Ritchie has already introduced um, a parent's bill of rights bill or not introduced a pre-filed a parent's bill of rights bill, which does have some implications if passed um, regarding what teachers need to report or not regarding LGBTQ students. And in here, one thing I kind of want to stress is that um, I do believe the legislature will pass these issues. They do make headlines. Individuals can kind of credit claim while they're campaigning on this. But here, while Missouri is a very red state. Um, and then they are conservative on these issues. One thing I would encourage both voters and policymakers to consider is that we are not black and white on these issues. Um, so, for example, the SLU YouGov poll polled on whether or not uh, and teachers should be able or public schools to be able to discuss sexual orientation or transgendered issues in schools. But one thing that we did is that we separated this out by elementary, middle and high schools. And so here, for example, probably unsurprisingly, we only found about 18, 19 percent of Missouri voters were willing to be like have public schools discuss sexual orientation and transgendered issues with people in, or students in elementary schools. However, this turns to 56 percent or 51 percent for sexual orientation and transgendered issues when we change the conversation to high schools. 
And so when lawmakers are making these bills, um, they, these will come up because these are cultural issues and make headlines. And then it's a lot of middle red meat kind of, kind of to throw out there. And these are very important issues to consider. But here when they're considering these issues, I just maybe want to encourage that it's not a black and white necessarily issue. And they may be able to consider students differently kind of based off their age. Associate Professor of Political Science at St. Louis University, Steve Rogers with us in studio. Thank you for this. Great. Thank you both. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.